Okay, our third and final aspect of awareness is knowing the required ratio of positive to negative for a marriage to succeed. Positive to negative. Research, again, done by John Gottman, reveals that there must be a 5 to 1 ratio of positives to negatives. Everybody say 5 to 1. That's, that's the secret sauce right there. 5 to 1 ratio. In Gary Chapman's book, how many of you are familiar with Gary Chapman's book, The Five Love Languages? It's a pretty popular book and one that I think most of us have some uh, understanding about. In, in that book, he says that speaking your mate's love language fills up their love tank. That's his terminology, his, his uh, usage of the terminology. Similarly, a 5 to 1 ratio of positives over negatives creates a reserve tank called a positive affect override. Okay, that's kind, of, that's kind of scientific language a little bit, but let me just explain that. It's pretty simple. A positive affect override means that when you've got a full tank of positives, you have a reserve to where when a negative comes into the relationship, that negative is almost not even identified or noticed because you have an override of positive. You are able to, to say to that negative, oh, they probably didn't mean that. It, it's not a big deal. I don't even need to talk about that. That's not even something I'm going to pay attention to. Because you have a tank filled with positives because you've been getting all of this from your spouse, these things that have made you feel loved, made you feel important, made you feel special, made you feel known, made you feel there. And as a result of that, you've got this excess that gives you a positive affect override so that you don't have a, it's, it's kind of like the negatives are deflected because you're in a positive affect override. You, you're not going to be affected by those negatives. Um, so when a couple are in a positive affect override, they are not unsettled by their spouse being unusually fatigued or irritable because it was preceded by an overcompensating amount of attention, affection, affirmations, I love yous, compliments, and other positives that allowed them to override or overlook the negative. The simplest way to increase your ratio of positives over negatives is very, very simple. It is one major attitude. And it's this, kindness. The best way. I mean, it kind of goes into what we were just talking about and, and this idea of when uh, those situations happen where you want to be corrective or you want to add advice. And instead, what we're trying to do is emotionally connect. One of the ways that we can do that is through this idea of just simply being kind. Remember we talked about the disasters and the masters? Well, the disasters will say things differently when they are stressed or in conflict. The disasters will say things like this. You're late. What's wrong with you? You're just like your mom. Oh, oh that just gives you chills, doesn't it? And I, and I wish I could tell you that I've never heard anyone say that or I've never had to deal with the ramifications 
of a spouse saying that to their spouse. Masters, on the other hand, will say something like this. I feel bad for picking on you about your lateness. I know it's not your fault, but it's really kind of annoying to me sometimes when you're late again. So a completely different way of approaching it. It starts out with, with, with positives. It says, I know you've been trying. It says, uh, I'm aware of all the times that you've been successful at this. I'm not picking on you, but, but I need you to know that it does, it does affect me too. So the masters recognize that even when there is a necessity to bring in a negative, because we all have complaints, Right? Uh, another uh, 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 factoid about relationship is what we've discovered with research is that 69% of all conflict in a marriage is perpetual. What that means is it's never going to go away. You're going to struggle with these same things. That guy is going to be late again. And if you make that negative and it always has a negative override, if you see that negatively and that is what your focus is, you're going to be a disaster. But if you can take that perpetual conflict, that thing that comes up, and you've talked about it before, and you can, you can bring in the positives, you can soften the blow, you can lighten it up by not being angry or emotionally charged, you can express a negative in a positive way. And the, the, the masters are the ones who know how to do this and know how important it is to make sure that they are constantly giving the positives so that when the negative has to come to the surface, you have this infrastructure that is in place that's not going to destroy you because you have to say something that's not as nice to say. Because you say it in a way that's couched in layers of positives. So, what I want you to do is I want you to develop the skill of scanning your partner for things you can appreciate and thank them for. Kindness and thankfulness go hand in hand. People who are focused on criticizing their partners, listen to this, this is, this is a powerful statement. People who are focused on criticizing their partners miss a whopping 50% of positive things their partners are doing, and they see negativity even when it's not there. It is absolutely imperative that we begin scanning our mate for the positives that are there, being thankful being appreciative, being kind. And when we do that, what we discover is that we see even more positives. But when we're, when we're, if we're one of the disasters, we're going to be critical. And then our criticism is going to turn into contempt. Contempt is when I begin to look down on you. You always, you never I can't believe you. How many times is this going to happen? I'm never... And then this, this attitude begins to take root in you, a, an attitude uh, of bitterness. 
And this root of bitterness will show up in every aspect of your relationship. And as a result, you will not even see the positives anymore. They're there. But research has shown us that when a person is negative, when they are critical, they miss half of the positives that are actually in place. And I've witnessed it. I, I, I do a lot of counseling, and I work with a lot of couples. And I've watched a couple. Here's, here's what that's called. I, I told you the, the, the positive affect override. Well, when a couple or a person is negative consistently, they get what we call a negative affect override. That's the person who's missing 50% of the positives because they're so negative, they have a negative effect override. Everything's negative because they don't see the positives anymore. So, if you want to enjoy your mate, the best way to do that is through kindness. Uh, Being kind is how we talk to each other, how we think about one another, the way we respond to each other, the way we ask questions, and even the way we present a criticism or a complaint. Uh, I actually shouldn't even use the word criticism uh, because criticism is an attitude that is very destructive. Uh, I I think it is fair to, to use the word complaint. We all have complaints, but when we allow our complaints to become negatively uh, charged, that is when complaints turn into criticisms, criticisms turn into contempt, contempt turns into disconnection. Because if you are contemptuous toward me, I'm going to shut down. If one of you has shut down, look at the possibility that it's because the negatives are so outweighing the positives that I don't even want to hear what you have to say anymore because I'm afraid, I'm afraid, not not that it's reality, but I'm afraid that it's going to be negative. And so, so this five to one ratio is a point of awareness. You have to pay attention to whether or not you have at least five times more positives than you do negatives in your relationship. And most of those will be in one of two areas, attitudes or words. Those are the two places where these things dwell, attitudes and words. And out of abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, so the root would be the heart, the attitudes. Um, We're going to do a little role play, very tiny role play of this happening. I'll set the scenario up. Um, In my car, I have a stereo thing that that it's Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, all that stuff that I don't even understand. But Tim knows how to hook it up, and that's all I care. And I can play the music on my phone. So about six weeks ago, we had to get a battery change in the car, and so it totally undid all the hookup. You know how that works, right? So I had just asked him casually, not not like in a sit-down conversation. I, it was a passing comment. 
sometime when you think of it, could you hook up my phone again to my stereo so I can play my music on my phone? And he said, sure. So, you know, a week went by and another week went by and another week went by because, well, he's not in my car. Why would he remember? I didn't write it down. You know, so I, I get all that. Um, so this is an example of how I would present that to him rather than being, you know, like where I used to have had thoughts like, hey, I'm not even that important to him. It doesn't matter. He did, probably didn't even hear that. It didn't even register for, you know, those kind of thoughts that are so negative. Um, so instead, I would approach him, and this is realistic. This is really how I would do it. And um, I'd say, honey. I'm kind of scared right now. Oh. <laughs> I'm so mean, yeah. <laughs> um, no, honestly, I would say, and I know it's partly my responsibility for having not written this down. And I know you've been really busy. We've had the vision dinner, and we've had that event at Grace Crossing, and, and I am really proud of you and the way God uses you in, in the counseling and stuff like that. So I know you, you have a lot. love tonight? <laughs> I derailed that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> But see, I'm already, I'm already feeling it. Just already, there's. Uh, I guess that what was his she's point. saying. I guess that was his point. Yeah, I mean, she's already got me in the palm of her hand. I mean, booyah! booyah. <laughs> so, so sorry, hon. I, no, I, it's, that no, was, it's fine. Yeah. No, it's great. It's awesome. Um. So, anyways, what was wrong? I don't remember. No, no. So. I will, I will write this down so you don't forget, but it would mean a lot to me if you could fix my radio this weekend, just sometime this weekend when you have a no, I'll do it right now. I mean. He would. That's what he would say. So just the difference in being, thinking negatively and thinking positively. And, and it goes back to that Stephen Covey story, you know? I, I don't know, you know, that man whose wife just died in the hospital. I don't know what all has been going on, what weight he is carrying all week long for the last five or six weeks. You know, why should he remember every single thing I might say in passing? I mean, honestly, that is just kindness and just being sensitive to each other's world and, and hurts. And, and, and it's not that I wouldn't want to fix that or that I would have had an attitude that 15 or 20 years ago I would have had. It's like the negative part of my heart to that request would have been, Here's the, here's the negative side. How many times do I have to show you that? No, but but see that's negative. That's hurtful. This is my this is my best friend. I, it, it was wrong. It would be wrong of me to have an attitude toward her when she wants me to do something I'm good at that I know how to do quickly that she should have been able to have remembered what I did and do it on her own and that there's something wrong with her if she didn't do that. How, how ugly is that if I were to have that attitude? But that would have been a negative effect. I could have had that negativity in my heart and I may have not, I may have not responded to her in that moment with that negative attitude, but I would have taken it with me, and guess what? If it didn't show up then, it would have showed up in another hour or the next day or something like that because that negativity is, is ugly, and it's in there. And if we don't deal with that and face it and turn it into positives, then we're going we're gonna to be in trouble. So I had to learn what those 
things were in my heart and change them to where, why, would, why wouldn't I want to do that for her? How simple. It would take me three minutes to do what it is that she needed me to do, and she'll be able to enjoy her music and be able to have her phone connected to her car stereo, and it was, it's no problem at all. But these are the little silly, tiny, dumb things that cause couples to disconnect and be upset with each other and to be misunderstood. And this thing that she was talking about, Stephen Covey, the statement that Stephen Covey made at the end of that in that chapter of the book that he wrote that story about the train ride, he used a quote from St. Francis of Assisi, and he said this, Seek first to understand, then to be understood. If our attitude is such of kindness and caring about the other person, what we call in our ministry other-centeredness, it's not that you don't have an opinion or that you can't have your own thoughts, but it matters most that I understand this person right here. When I understand her, when I understand her heart, when I listen, when I care, when I show kindness, when I want positives over negatives, then my motivation changes. And that changes the, the level of intimacy and connectedness for us as a couple. And that's, that's the simplicity of it. And just real quickly, I'll say that the five to one ratio, maybe it feels awkward to you, that you would have to say five sentences that build them up before you ask them for this request. Um, and that's not how it needs to happen. You can be saying those positive things all day long, and they can build up. And then you can bring a request in kindness. And so that's really the more natural kind of way it works. I think we need to probably skip the last huddle for time's sake. Well, we've got 10 minutes. If we give them five and then do five for the cut for the video, we'll start the video in five minutes. So last question on your on your couple huddle. Take take a couple minutes and, and talk about it. Uh, we just created a scenario. Your spouse asked their boss for a raise and was turned down. They got upset and stormed out of the boss's office. Now they're worried about the boss, that the boss will hold this against them. Your goal is to take that scenario and respond to each other the way that you think is positive. Bring as much positive into that scenario as you can as you talk to each other. 